0: agents and there are agents sometimes you sign up with a director and then they make a junior agent work on your home and sometimes you get the same person working on your home from the day you sign the contract until the day you settle and beyond today we are going to talk about all the different sales commission structures that are out there that agents personally get paid so you can make an informed choice about who gets rewarded the percentage of your asset. You're listening to Real Estate Right. Top experts talk about how to buy, sell, rent and invest right. Your host is Sue Langder. Real Estate Right is a niche podcast designed to help people who don't do real estate every day. If you would like to target an audience of buyers, sellers, renters and investors, or even real estate agents who want to be better at their trade, why not advertise with us? Call Lisa on double seven triple eight nine to find out more. The dynamic duo of Kristen and Jack's Carlisle-McKenzie are a force to be reckoned with. They are proud members of the EVU Group, awarded number one sales agents in their national network within their first 12 months. Unique in their approach, they are individually skilled in sales, property management and real estate administration, creating a combined powerhouse of experience. Featured in the Herald Sun, thanks to their model puppies, helping them sell a home. Welcome, Kristen and Jax. How are you today? Hey, Good to see you.
1: good to see you. you're such a dog.
0: Now Gus, tell us a little bit about your real estate journey and how you came to work for EVU. I
2: um so I uh, went to a I was in property management for most of my career um early on in the in the piece and I went to yeah. a property management conference in Sydney. Um and Maria and Manos were the guest speakers there. Um I'd just moved to the Mornington Peninsula and saw that there was agents from Frankston and I thought, oh, this will be interesting. I've never, never heard of them. Um, and yeah, it was literally mesmerized from the moment they started talking, um, and just had this innate feeling that, that we would be connected,
1: you know, Um, I remember Kristen coming home and telling me about this, this couple, um, and, uh, you know, as you always do, you Google and you stalk on Facebook who these people are. So I set up a meeting with, um, Maria Fendikakis and had a, had a coffee with her and, um, Got to know and got to learn all about their structure and the way they run their business. And um, Mm. so, yeah, we just felt like we had to be a part of it.
0: Yeah. The rest is kind of history. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Sounds good. Now, today's topic is understanding the different sales commission structures. So we have done a podcast already about the different sales commission structures that the vendors see. So sometimes Mm -hmm. people will pay 1%, 2%. Two point five. Sometimes there might yep. be a little bit of an added bonus, which you know I don't like. But anyway, these things um, are what the vendors, yes, <clears throat> the vendors say. However, underneath all of that is what gets paid within the office. Yeah, the split. The split. Now, yeah. what is the typical divide between what the working agent get and the company gets when you sell your home? There's
2: there's no direct answer to that question. So there's no there's no right wrong typical. There's there's a there's uh, like in anything in life. There's many ways to sort of skin a cat. Um, I think the old school way of doing it um, was very much about the the brand being what people were attracted to. Let's talk eighties, nineties, two thousands, perhaps. Yes, um, yes. Very much it was about the big boy brands um, and mm-hmm. the agents were you know, just little names underneath that brand. Um, it's it's what's turned around and what I love about eView is that they recognise that people weren't, the agent sitting in front of the vendor is not the brand, it's the it's the human being that's sitting in front of them. So yes. it's become a lot more now agent then brand as opposed to brand then agent, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, and a lot I've found in my time over working for different companies and, and in corporate roles as well that um, the big boy brands tend to take more of a piece of the pie than, say, some of these um, uh, not newer. Well, yeah, they are newer. Boutique or they are newer, a bit, a bit more, um, uh, you know, with the times, I new would age. say, new age companies that recognise that... Um, you know the work that goes into being an agent, I suppose yes
1: it's more about the the, the people within the business and the because the business wouldn't be there without the business, without the people, yeah, definitely
2: I think in back in the day from memory it was it was probably a fifty fifty split um, yeah. in some cases for a commission only agent, so there's yeah. commission only and then there's employed salaried sales agents. Um, yes. there's retainers, there's a, there's a myriad of different things that you can, you know, ways you can do it. Um, but commission only has become a lot more popular. Yeah. yeah.
0: See, so, um, you know, back in my day.
2: Yes. <laughs> when was that,
0: about 400 years ago? Yeah, <laughs> 400 years I, I recall it used to be sort of 60% for the company, 20% for the listing agent and 20% for the selling agent. So if a director had listed the agent and then gave it to somebody junior, The junior person would actually only get about 20% of the cut.
2: Yes. And and, Um, it might be that that junior perhaps was on a very, very low base wage as well. So they might have been earning, you know, $35,000 a year just to keep them going or that was a retainer that they had to pay back so that they, they had to be coming in weekly but, you know, they have to pay it back. But yep. it's a lot different now. As I said, some yep.
0: agencies still run that way. So if a junior agent, say he's on he or she is on a very short retainer, yep, and and then he gets commissioned because there's also there's those retainers which are you have to be paid back, isn't there?
2: Yeah. So retainer is you've got to pay it back. Salary yep. is uh, is something you keep. So yep. you can have salary plus bonus. You can yep. have retainer that you have to pay back plus bonus you can be part of a what's called an ebu so an effective business unit where you um you might get a wage and then get part of a group bonus so if the team makes x you know and this is more of a junior role i suppose if the team makes x You get your salary, obviously, weekly, monthly, whatever. The team gets X, you get um, 5% of that at the end of each quarter or, you know, something like that. So there's there's, there's incentives. Yeah, it's more of an incentive. When you're a junior, it's more of an incentive program, I suppose, while you're getting trained up. Um, And then once once you're sort of off and running, um, it's more about, um, yeah, aiming towards becoming commission only because that's when you get more commission in your pocket, yes. but commission only, there's different structures there as well. Yeah, You know, okay. are you 50, 50,
0: 60, 40, 70, 30, 80, 20, you know, there's. And, and you know. with all of that, it also depends on do you pay for your mobile phone or does the company pay for it? There's also, do you pay for your business cards and, and yeah. stationery or does, you know, and your, your exactly. leaflets that you have put you know, letterbox drops. Or does the company yep.
2: pay for it? And, and and typically when you are commission only, you are, um, you have, usually, and, and how it works with the EVU group is you, you've got your own ABN. Yes, so Jack yes. and I are independent contractors. So we're contractors to EVU group. So we pay for everything ourselves, yes. but we get a much larger
0: split of commission. Um, yeah. we, so like you almost like paying a franchise fee, aren't you? Rather yeah, than we
2: pay a membership fee to EVU um, and they provide us with a service. Um, yeah. And and this isn't just EVU. There are other groups out there that do it as well. But you've really got to look into what service you actually are going to receive, speak yes. to the ag- yes. other agents that work there and make sure that what you say you're going to get that you get, like any mm. service provider. That, that's mm. a
1: big one. Mm. I think that a lot of people go into it a
2: little bit uh, blindly. And, um, and just looking at commission. Um, and 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 that's yes that's part of it, but also you've got to look at what your costs are on top of that, and 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 you know somehow it kind of all evens out. But it also depends on how much money your your how much gross commission you're writing mm. as to what splits best for you.
0: Yes, yeah.
2: Okay, so as you start making more money, um, you know it, 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 your overheads are still pretty much the same. Yes. Okay. So, but your your commission that you get in is going to be more. So you want, you know, you're aiming towards going on a, say, maybe an 80-20 split if um, if you're making, you know, over a certain amount of gross commission yeah. per year.
0: Yeah. yeah. So if you're making, say, a million dollars with a gross commission, you know, you were getting 700. Like, let's, let's talk about making 800. And the yeah, like exactly. Yeah. But see,
2: then you, might pay, you might pay a higher membership fee to, to change your split. Yes, right. Because yes. the the, the company still got to, you know, um, make money as well. Um, and I think what's fair is fair. So you might pay a higher membership fee, but but because you're making more commission, it, it's going to be better for the agent to have more money coming into their pocket.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay, so that's you've essentially explained the view version of it. So what other commission structures are out there that you know of? And I suppose would have been a determining factor why you chose Evu over being under any other sort of banner.
2: Look, I, uh, commissions one thing. I, look, and, and as as Jackson and I said, a lot of people are bamboozled by commission, and that's all they look at. It's like anything, you know. There's you go you 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 go to book a flight with Qantas, and everything's included. You go to book a flight with Jetstar; it seems cheap, and then you realize once you've added in everything. Um, that it's actually more expensive, and you're sitting in a terrible seat and not getting
0: food. You know, um, kilos on board you have to take seven.
2: Exactly, exactly. So you've got to you've got to really look at, as I said, with the complete package. And mm. and most people are just bamboozled by commission. What we found with with eView versus other, um, I guess similar models, because we 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 Jacks and I are very independent. We 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 don't we, we've gone i guess beyond the need for a salary or a retainer. Um, and and being an in being independent contractors was important to us. So, but Evu, as I said, aren't the only people that do it. But we did look into other brands. Yes. And what yes. is it that you get? Do you get support? Do you get um, training? Do you get leadership? Do you get? Um... Are
1: you allowed to be creative? Yes. yes.
2: You know, with Evu, it's very much about the individual and and allowing the individual to be the individual because this business is all about connecting with human beings. Yes. And if you can't if you can't stay true to who you are, it's very important to us that we do that in order to provide the best service. Mm. Um, we have to be able to be ourselves. And it's yeah. funny
1: because I'll just just off topic for one second is um, when I worked within the you know one of those big brother big um, boys big boys. Um, <laughs> I everyone sort of nudged me and said go go into sales Jacks, go into sales, but just something wasn't sitting right. Um, yeah. And um, once we learned about the eView group and how we could go in and be creative and be independent and, and um, yeah. but also not be alone as, as yeah. if, we, if we were just Kristen and Jax,
2: Kristen Jax, we could do that, it, it made, but we would be lonely. It and, made
1: such a huge difference yeah. Um, because yeah, you could really just be yourself as, yeah, an, yeah. as an agent. Well, because as you got said, to...
0: some some of those big boy ones they are super super structured, and you can't have that oh, individual and, and creativity. Yeah, with yourself.
1: Everything has to be run by the, the corporate. corporate, and yeah, yeah, yeah. and a corporate person,
0: <laughs> yeah, and it doesn't really take the fun out of it, doesn't it?
2: Oh totally. Uh, and we as I said Jax and I if we were 10 years ago or something like that we we probably need that we might need that stru- a, a more structure or or whatever yeah. but we're at a stage in our life where we want to be very unique and 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 that's kind of why I think people are um you know aligning with us yeah because we are doing what
1: it comes naturally to us. And don't get us wrong there's nothing wrong with those um those, nice. companies, those big brother um, or big boy companies. Um, some people prefer that. Some yeah. people prefer yeah. structure and discipline and and stuff like that. That's okay. Yeah. We just like the more creative, independent. Yeah. But it's but they are,
2: you've got to look into what sort of technology they have, what sort of training you know yeah. they have. Do you have to pay for that? Um, you know, um, do they have a marketing team? There's a, there's a lot of different things you want to look into that you're going to be getting for your because basically, as an independent contractor, mm. we're paying them. We're paying them mm. as opposed to they're paying us. Yeah. They're so, providing a service to so, us and
0: we're paying them. See, like I've heard recently of a structure where the agent uh, has an admin person assigned to them and for every single contract, five hundred dollars comes out of their commission to pay for that admin person.
2: Yes, I've heard of that as well.
0: Yeah, Hmm. and I think that's—I suppose—makes that person accountable, the the admin person. Um, Hmm. But yeah, I just thought that was an interesting way of doing
2: it. As I said, there's there's a million ways you can do it. Some people are not money driven, but some people are really driven by setting goals and targets and achieving them. Um, Hmm. So it's really about the if you've got an admin person or or a PA, you've got to find out as a leader, um, because when you're a salesperson, you've got a PA, you are a leader. You've mm. got to find out what what drives that person. If that person mm. is someone who um, just comes to work, works their guts out no matter what, and they're brilliant and you don't want to lose them, you know, they might be just better on a really good salary yeah. um, that they're really happy with and you're happy with. And did yeah. um, No, but if there's someone who who really likes to chase, you know, chase or, you know, they're, they're striving to become a sales agent. You want to get them in the mindset of, yeah, you know, true. work hard and be rewarded. Mm. So, you know, it's different personality types and I think it's important that that's understood when you're, you're right. coming up with a structure. Because a
1: lot of people are trying to put, what what is it, the uh, round pegs in square holes, you yeah. know, wondering why things don't work out. Yes. Uh,
2: for, for example in in my past role that I was in for a long time I was a I was a manager and I I was begging the directors to give me some sort of incentive you know um I was paid really well don't get me wrong I was very well looked after but I I I recognized that I was someone that that thrives on that um and each year they gave me great pay rises they were they were very generous but but I'm someone who really you know, really wanted to be rewarded for what I did, not you know, rewarded anyway. You yeah, know, and yeah. not really, not not many people are like that, but you've got to look out for who is like that. Um, so yeah, yeah it's, and it's it's
0: different within yeah yeah yeah. So, <clears throat> like, I suppose I've made it more you know made the topic about the fact that vendors should kind of know why it's important. But why do you think it's important that owners should know the commission structure? And uh,
2: I, my belief is that owners, when you when you're selling a house, um, it's very daunting. It's all about it's it's a risk so you so the vendors pay for their marketing um and they're they're putting their and it's also a risk in which agent they select because it could be the difference between tens of thousands of dollars so i we understand as agents that it's a huge decision for someone to choose who they're going to go with so i believe and we believe and and we say to every single vendor that we sit in front of we tell them we are independent contractors yes and we're aligned with the evu group so they know that we've got some skin in the game as well it's yes. it's as important for us that that this all because we don't get paid until we've actually got them the price that they're happy to sell for
0: yeah you
2: know so it's it's as important for us to um, get this done and get it done well as it is for them yes. so it's not it's less about we don't talk about commission and who gets what but mm. it's, it's saying it without saying it that we've got some skin in the game as well. Yes, but we also
1: yeah. we also uh, share with the prospective vendor is that um, you know you list with 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 us and yeah. you're able to sell through the whole entire EVU group, yeah, yeah, the sales yeah. agent. So we we do mention to them that there is a a percentage of commission that we share with um, one of our colleagues if they provide the buyer to the property. So, and, so, and we're happy to share that because, again, we we mentioned to the prospective vendor is that, you know, that way of doing things is is thinking um, abundantly um, and, you know, you're going to achieve a lot more by sharing yeah. than it, it's better everything. for everyone.
2: Yeah. yeah. So yeah, with the eView group, the listing proportion of the say you're on an 20 split.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay. Um, the listing component is seventy five percent, and the yeah. sales component is twenty five percent. Okay. Of whatever you know of of the yeah, total whatever commission. Whatever all split, right. Yeah. So, um, then what the agent split is could vary. Yeah. Okay. So. So um, as Jax is right, it might be that we list a home and one of our colleagues, because we, we all do cross-sell and that's, that's again, why we went with the EVU group. We love the abundant thinking and the ability yes. to collaborate with your team, um, yes. uh, is, that we, um, is that we're happy to give 25% away if they've got the, the successful buyer. Equally, yes. so what goes around comes around. Yes. Mm, yeah.
0: Nice. No? Yeah, see, I guess I suppose I... I Form that question was because like if there was you know somebody who you know say the million dollar house it's two percent commission, it's twenty thousand yeah, dollars, and then yeah. you know the person working on it gets say twenty percent so that's four grand for four weeks you know or it's, it it may not be four weeks' work, it might be eight weeks' work or whatever like that yeah they're not gonna put a huge amount of effort. Because they were only getting say five hundred bucks a week. Possibly,
2: Look, possibly, and that's that's why we lead in with we're independent contractors. Again, yeah. it's telling them without talking about. Money. No one wants to talk about money; it's awkward. No. Yeah, um, they might be wondering, but it doesn't. The
0: direct question doesn't really come up. But also, and, it, but that's it, why it, they would be wondering. Like if if somebody wasn't putting that mass, you know, they weren't getting rewarded for that effort, hmm. and they're getting that. You know they're not going to put that effort in. They're good. They might be getting a thousand dollars on um, a week out of another property and going, "Yay! I'll, I'll, i um, yeah. work hard on that one because I'm not getting as much on the other one." Uh, but also,
1: don't be don't be shy. Like it, money is always an awkward conversation. But yeah. also, um, my advice is as well: don't be shy to talk about the money because I've yeah. been in a listing um, presentation with another. Agent and the prospective vendors kept saying, "So what's your rate? What's your rate? What's your rate?" And he kept saying, "We'll get to that. We'll get to that." And then at the end, he said, "Now let's talk about the elephant in the room." And and I I just felt like it's that, not an elephant. It's not an elephant. Not, not You're there not. to provide a service. Hmm. Um, just like you'd walk into a supermarket and pay for your groceries, it's okay. it's you see the ticket on the on the shelf and you know yeah
2: exactly yeah, it. yeah exactly. So, um, we do, we don't find it awkward. I don't find I I think vendors find it more
1: awkward than we do. Yeah. Um. You've got to stay with confidence and conviction and, and believe and like Kristen always says, you've got to believe in the product you're selling.
2: Yeah, and the product we're selling is is well, the product we're selling in an appraisal is ourselves. Yeah. Yes. But yes. the product we're selling to the market is the is the home
0: home
2: Um, yeah yeah yeah. and but and you've got to be up we've got to believe you know we've got to have the same belief in ourselves to be able to sell that home as we do selling the home to the buyers you know so you've got to you've got to really um, be passionate about it and it's not awkward at all we work really hard we do and we don't get paid a cent um in fact we quite often chipping you know quite happy to have some skin in the game because yeah, we believe yeah. in the product. Yeah. Um, but I think you'll find that the, the agents that do believe in themselves and stick to the guns, yeah, are the ones that are commission only anyway and are getting a larger portion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know, if, if it is an agent that is lacking confidence or, you know, um, then they're the ones that need the retainer, they're the mm-hmm. ones that need the salary because they're not confident that they're going to be able to sustain their
1: lifestyle without it yeah but, and and it's like anything like if you if you know certain people in um like you go get your hair cut and you know the hairdresser you know they might give you a discount it's it's no different to real estate agents you might be referred to a family member or a someone you know very well or someone that's battling um you know and you do you, there's you don't you adjust you know you give them discounts and things like that so um but you've got to—I I do believe—you've got to walk in there with confidence and conviction, and and a hundred percent believe in what you're selling. Yeah,
2: yeah. And it's it, and commission is like commission is—it's such a big topic, right? But it's just—it's actually so—it's so disproportionate in in its um, value as opposed to who the agent is, how well they can sell, how well they can negotiate, how well they can connect with buyers. Because, as Jack said earlier on we we sold a property last night and we're training up two staff members and they couldn't believe that within a matter of hours there was an extra 60 grand on the table yeah now the vendor would have been happy with the 60 grand less yeah and we we could have packed up and done contracts at five o'clock in the afternoon instead of working for an extra three hours yeah um Sixty grand in commission to us is about I don't know six hundred bucks. It's neither here nor there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we pay tax on that and pay our staff, and you know we'll probably be left with four dollars fifty. <laughs> yeah, you know,
1: three hours work.
2: But to the vendor, that's sixty thousand dollars. Oh, but yeah. you know that
1: that experience in itself last night was worth more than yeah. six hundred dollars. Absolutely, but like it was just it was it, it was like both staff members were just the one was crying and it was lovely. But if yeah. the, the
2: the point is though. You haggle over commission at the start mm. and and you might get someone who is earning four grand out of it and and is willing to charge the vendor 1.25%. Yeah. And the vendors think they've had a win, but what they've lost is 60 grand at the other end. Yeah.
1: Because you've also got to remember, Sue, is um, you know, if you're sitting there in front of the prospective vendor and uh, they're saying, well, you know, will you drop your fees? And a lot of agents will drop the fees straight away. Yeah, you know yeah. we normally reply with, "Well, if we're willing to drop our fees straight away, imagine what we, we'd be like in negotiations." You know, um, so no, we we believe in ourselves and and we know that we will get the. Uh, we
2: won't go to sleep until that we know that there's not one cent left on the table. Yeah, um, even if that means working all night. The beauty of us is that we work together, so yeah. that you know working is kind of fun anyway. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is good. Now, how about if we enlist a vendor's advocate? Um, what would the vendors advocate generally get if it's I'll
2: give you I'll give you a really good example of this one because we've come up against it in the last three months. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We don't often in our area, um, might be different elsewhere. We don't often come across vendors advocates. Yeah I'd probably yeah. say though, that because Jax and I um are relatively new to within our business is we perhaps don't have the relationship with vendors advocate yeah. i find that vendors advocates tend to refer to people they have relationships with of yes. course yeah okay yes. so and and the one we came up against recently was we didn't open at a property um the people came along they loved it um we obviously asked the question are you looking to sell they said oh we are but we've just appointed a vendors advocate yeah um and uh, and we said, oh, okay. Um, they said, but we really, like, we love you guys. Like, we'd actually really love you to sell our house. We love your energy. You know, if you, this is how you treat buyers, imagine how you treat sellers. And we said, look, let us come around and let, at least give you a uh, um, an opinion. Have a conversation. And give you some advice. You know, mm-hmm. if, you've, if you've already paying for another service, you know, that's fine. So we went, gave them appraisal. They said, girls, we really, really want you to sell our house.
1: Yeah. So... But we locked into this
2: contract. But we're locked into this contract. But what so what we ended up doing because we felt for them and um they ended up buying the other property office as well, which was great, but we ended up doing helping them out and giving them a discounted rate because they still had to pay the vendor's advocate. Yes. The vendor's advocate had met them a week prior and still no one had been out to the house. Really? So yeah, so no one had been out, basically did nothing. And this is an assumption. So the vendors were in a contract with the vendors advocate to pay 2% to them and then they would have had to pay the agent. Now, I don't know if vendors advocates have a deal with agents that, you know, I, I don't know if there's yeah. something that goes yeah. on behind the scenes that there's there's something there. But these vendors had had a pretty terrible service from the advocate yeah. um, and ended up having to pay them anyway. When they met the agents that they wanted to use at an open. The other thing is, when you're selling a house, it's really important that you pick an agent that you
0: align with, mm-hmm. not that the vendor advocate aligns with. Yeah, um, it's Look, a personal thing. I think vendor advocates are, are there for generally overseas sellers who yeah. aren't on the on the front foot kind of thing. Absolutely, um, and I see value there. For 100%. Yeah, I see value there, and I see value also. Um, even in state bo- um sellers yes. and also maybe even elderly ones who just don't understand the process and they just need somebody to hold their hand. Yeah. Yeah, but I think in an everyday situation it should be, you know, as you said, aligned with a, an agent that you know. And
2: and and you've you've hit the nail on the head, Sue. If someone's not able to and look, if you're If you can afford it, and you're flat out busy, and you don't want to talk to the agent, absolutely. Like, there's value there. People that don't have time, people that don't have resources, like elderly, as you said. I don't. I'm not saying there's not the value there. I'm just saying from in this experience, the vendors. I don't know how it ended up coming about, but it was just it was an unnecessary cost. Yeah, I just think
1: it's a bit of a cold transaction yeah sometimes
0: with advocates yeah yeah well that's but like you know time and place for everything there's a time and place for everything yeah
1: yeah yeah Yeah.
0: so it's all good now we're gonna have a short break and come back with more from christian and jacks where we will talk about other things you need to consider when thinking about commission and choosing an agent You're listening to Real Estate, right? And we are talking to Kristen and Jax from EVU in Frankston, and we are talking about the different commission structures agents can get to sell your home and how each company's structure can differ. Now, Christian, Mm -hmm. as your work history is the basis of this topic in terms of, you know, you've worked for a few different real estate agents, you've seen the differences within the different structures. So you understand the various commissions agents can get depending on the level of experience. Sometimes it's fair. Sometimes it's ludicrous. Sometimes it's just heartbreaking. Again, mm. again, back in my day, when I worked for a couple of real estate agents, I remembered one agent having a contract to sell a house for a million dollars at 2%. And then if she sold it for more, there was a 20% bonus. Mm. She sold the property for $1.1 million and made $40,000 in commission of which she personally got 40% of the initial commission and 80% of the bonus totaling $24,000 through essentially four weeks work. Another example, I worked with an agent who was in charge of townhouse developments and our boss said that if he made the company $100,000 in commission for that month, the boss would pay for his honeymoon to Paris. He not only made $100,000, he made over $200,000 for the company as several brand-new townhouses settled that month. Mm. And, yes, he got his company paid honeymoon to Paris Mm. and went like 20 years ago. So that's massive dollars. For um... Now, what extraordinary sales commission structures have you heard about over the years?
2: I think in real estate, you've got your commission and there are, again, I think it's a bit old school, is to have kickers, I think most people call it, um, on top of a commission. So incentives i suppose is a nicer way to say it um i think a lot of the time especially back when uh, you know a lot of auction campaigns back in the day would have a kicker on it um so you know you, once you've reached as you said to with that other example you gave once you've reached a certain point you know you get x amount above x amount or whatever i have heard like you get rewarded i get rewarded kind of exactly thing. my opinion yeah. and this is my opinion is that we need, we should be working our tails off regardless no matter of, you know, yeah. um, as I said, my, as opposed to money, I like sleeping at night. I've worked in jobs yeah. where I don't go to sleep at night because I'm full of anxiety. Um, I cannot yeah. rest my head on a pillow if I think I haven't, ex, you know, exhausted the buyers to get the client as much money, whether there's a kicker, or, you know, I,
0: I, we've actually never done a kicker. Um, yeah it, and, and yes yeah, as i said it is quite old school and i think if there are kickers still out there it's generally very outer suburbs yes um on smaller uh, sort of even like 3 400,000 dollars sort of properties you're yeah. getting those kickers rather than the oh,
2: i've i've heard the, of an agent doing a kicker which was which ended up being ludicrous um it it ended up being it should have been a say, a $20,000 commission and it ended up with the kicker being 60000 you know, uh, yeah. or something like that. And I've actually been told that the the director actually said, no, you know, you can't. That's just
0: no, you can't it's, do it's that wrong. to someone. It's wrong. Yeah. Somebody so, actually got fined, didn't they, out in Croydon Way or something yeah. for telling a vendor that their house was worth like 500000 and they knew full well that it was worth 600000 and then they threw in a kicker. Yeah and so they underquoted in the other direction yep. rather than underquoting to the, to buyers they underquoted to the, the seller. seller
2: exactly and that, and that's yeah. that, that was when they used to make their big coin in the in the yeah. day um and also that's when your vendors advocates you know if you are dealing with el- you know if you've got elderly clients that's where your vendors advocates can be beneficial so that you can't oh, extort but i again i think nowadays most agents that are in it people don't Align with the old-fashioned salesman, uh, really salesy agents. Jackson, I get told
1: with the, with
2: the every, over, over um, size suits. Yeah, for the oversized suits and the <laughs> no, Jackson, I get told on a daily basis. I can't. Mm. You're not real estate agent, so I don't like real estate agents. You yeah. know, well, yeah. why do yeah. I like you? It's it, like it's it's gone of the day. I think.
0: And I yeah. don't think most agents nowadays But you guys have really reinvented the whole real estate agent thing too, haven't you?
2: Well, we're not real we don't real agents, you, Sue, no, we do not real estate agents. but thank you. Know, we, um... Not that we're not we're not proud that we're agents. We are very proud, but we're proud of the way we do it.
1: Yeah, so yeah I always say selling a home is a massive deal it's it's huge you know um, it, it is so you have to connect with the, the person sitting in front of you you know you like who are who is this vendor where do they come from what's their story mm. because we you know in order to sell this house for its full potential and you, you like, not only like who, who who's been living under this
2: roof we become a part know? of it yeah yeah so
0: what, what story does this house tell yeah, yeah, definitely. It's and you know what? As an agent, and I know as a copywriter, we are privileged to be invited into these people's absolutely. Homes. And um, and if you don't have that attitude, then it, real estate is not for you.
2: Uh, literally, just talking to our um to our office manager yesterday, and said the same thing. Um, it is we. Even uh, when I was in property management, um, not, you know, not even when I was in property management, but, you know, selling an asset's one thing, but managing an asset is, is massive as well. Exactly. You know, if you do something wrong, I remember walking into a house one day, doing the condition report, getting to the last bedroom upstairs thinking, thank God I'm nearly done, I can go grab some lunch. And there yeah. was a tree yeah. that had fallen into the house, you know, like, and and the and the owners were overseas. Like, I had to deal with that. And I was 25 years old. Yeah.
0: Um, and, and lunch ended up being another three hours later, didn't it? Yeah,
2: exactly. I don't think I had lunch <laughs> that day. But I literally walked in. And I was like, oh, I'm nearly finished. And there's a tree. You know, you're, you're coming across yeah. huge things and you're dealing with people's livelihoods. It's a
0: huge responsibility. Huge. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. yeah. So, and the, the reality is, we shouldn't really think about. The percentage that the agents get it's more about that alignment with the brand and the people that you're working with and just making sure that the person who you're you know you're listing your property with is a person who actually does yeah. the work
2: 100%. exactly yeah. so and that's again why i think Jax and i um you know that's how we built our business we started with it just us um it still yes. very much is us but we do have help now but it's it's not um you know it's not help that we don't have control over it's it's jacks and i dealing with the clients we're dealing with the buyers you know i i predominantly deal with the vendors jacks predominantly deals with the buyers um and yeah. that way, we're playing to our strengths mm. um, yes. and, and enjoying what we're doing. Because you know, to deal with vendors and to deal with buyers, they're two totally separate roles, yeah. right? They're two totally yeah. s- separate um, hats. And so, need
1: 100% yeah, attention. exactly.
2: If you're doing that. Uh, you know say you're a director you're trying to sell you're trying to list you're trying to sell you're trying to manage your team you've got a property management division you know you cannot be completely focused we're completely focused within our roles um and 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 that's why i think we have you know less hiccups
1: and also when it comes to negotiating um having both of us kristen managing the vendor and jack's managing the buyer um you've got that bit of um, of, a, of a break between you know a barrier a barrier because a lot of buyers will come along and say but you know you're working for the vendor um yes predominantly working for the vendor but my relationship is with you the buyer and 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 I, I certainly build the trust and the relationship there so that they open up to me not because I want them to yeah. um you know it's it's genuine the relationship's there the majority of our business when we started was buyer referrals mm. Yeah, our main lead source was buyer
2: referrals. Jack started off as a buyer's agent before she came across, and we did this. I come from a property management background where you've got to be methodical, you know. Um, so vendor management is just natural.
0: So you both brought your strengths to the to
2: the, the exactly, parties, and, and that's yeah.
1: and, and going on about um, you know when we go into a listing presentation, Sue, so we we. Tell the vendor this is who we are, this is our strength, this is what our roles are and responsible. We don't call it roles, we call it responsibilities. Um, but we also are open about who works in our team and what they do. Mm. Whereas a lot of agents might walk into a presentation and and say, Yes, 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 I do it all, I do this, I do that. Um, and like you say, then young Johnny gets to run the campaign, you know, um and doesn't know what he's doing. But Mm. we are open and honest and transparent about everything. So
2: um you know, doing
1: spreadsheets and all that is not my strength, but
2: it's Nicola's strength. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. Yeah. you know, if if you want, you don't want me doing it all because then I'm not focused on negotiating the best price for you or marketing your property well.
0: And that's what you want. We say yeah. to them,
1: "You're getting a team of us, you know, and this is all our responsibilities. So this is what you're paying for. It's not just us." Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Sounds good. Well, girls, I think you have made it much more clear to our listeners about ensuring that their agent gets paid fair and reasonable when they work on the home to sell now if our listeners want you to get involved with the sale of their home or investment how can they get in contact with you
1: yes firstly
0: good choice by the way Yeah, just kidding yeah (laughs) just (laughs)
1: hashtag kristen and jack
0: yes yes Yes. Yes. so k-r-i-s-t-e-n-a-n-d-j-a-x Yes. mobile number
1: mobile number is 0418 our email address is Kristen and Jack so Kristen and then and jacks at eview.com.au you can find us on Facebook um, at at as in the at symbol, <laughs> Kristen and Jax. Uh, um, I think it's called a handle, though. The handle, yes. That's <laughs> what about. And the handle of Instagram is group. And we've also got a YouTube
0: channel, Kristen and Jax. Slash EV Group. Well, you do definitely do a lot of social media, and if you really, really want to find out more about them, go and check out the back of some buses, buses as well. Yes, um, so yes, if
2: you're on the if you're on the Mornington Peninsula, you will catch us behind a bus
1: all the way from Frankston to Portsea.
0: <laughs>
1: awesome, <laughs> nice ad,
0: Jack. <laughs> yeah. Thanks so much, Kristen and Jackson. It's been lovely having Thanks you on to today. You. Our pleasure. Or
1: Susie Q, as they call you.
0: Now, next week we have Nathan's Energy Efficiency Branch to talk to us about the energy ratings on new homes and what do they mean. It's a great episode for those looking to build a new house and know exactly what those little stars mean when it comes to the economy of running your home and your carbon footprint. So don't miss it. Real Estate Right is a real copyright production hosted and produced by me, Sue Langada. I would like to thank Podbean for hosting our podcast, Premium Beat for our theme music, and Francis Morello for his voiceover. Real Copyright is a leading real estate copywriting service throughout Melbourne. If you would like your property copywritten by Real Copyright, please book your copy through orders at realcopyright.com.au. If you would like us to help create more valuable real estate information for the people of Melbourne in this podcast, contact sue at realestateright.com.au. Thanks for listening to Real Estate Right.